0: Hello Fearless Fam! Welcome to another episode where we shed light on topics most like to keep in the dark. This is your host Chuby and today's elephant is a level 5. We're going to be discussing microaggression, what it is and some examples of it. Please note that some of the examples might be triggering, hence why we put a level 5 elephant. If you want to proceed with the episode, please do so. Thank you for tuning in. But before we continue with this episode, portion of this video was sponsored by J Foam Party Rental. For all your party needs, all the ideas you think are crazy, J Foam Party Rental will make your vision come to life. Give J Foam Party Rental a follow on Instagram at J Fone Party Rental or send them a text at 786 769 495. 50 and tell them chubby from no filters no fears sent you. How is everybody doing today? I know it's a Monday. I know it's the beginning of the week, but I hope you are doing well. And if you're not ready for microaggressions, then then wait 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 until next week. You know, skip this episode for today. But What is microaggression? Microaggression is a term used for commonplace daily verbal, behavioral, environmental slights, whether intentional or intentional, that communicate hostile, derogatory, or negative attitudes towards stigmatized or cultural marginalized groups. Microaggression seems to appear in these three forms, microassault, microinsult, and microinvalidation. Yes, so you'll be hearing those interchangeably just in case you um, do hear it and you do not associate it with microaggression. That's what that will be. Fearless fam, what are some examples of microaggressions that have been either towards you or you heard from someone that you know or you know just in public or whatever leave your comments below i would like to know these microaggressions because trust me there's so many and you don't realize you're doing it also sometimes because obviously society has embedded in your brain certain things that oh a certain person supposed to be this way or that way or you know things like that and I know that the ones that I will be sharing are literally somewhat common that you've heard you know for example you speak English so well I'm pretty sure I know I heard it personally for me and other people that I know and that's obviously early 90s early 2000s I didn't think any of of it like I didn't think there was a problem with it until you realize what the person is actually trying to say towards you and you're like wait but okay thank you you know but nonetheless at first when you're hearing these comments being made towards you or someone else sometimes it takes you aback sometimes people think they're complimenting you sometimes I wonder if these people think before they speak you know because again I'm not saying that you have to be careful, but yes, you do sometimes because maybe you don't mean it in the way that it came off. So in order to fix that, you just apologize, take your statement back and say, I'm sorry, this is, this is what I meant. But if you all read my, my Instagram post, there I posted a comment that was made towards me a couple of years ago. And I'll share here, obviously, since we're talking about it, of course, this is what the episode's about. And it went a little like this. Where are you from? I say I'm from Puerto Rico, because obviously, as many as you know, I was born and raised in the island. Oh, oh, you're so white to be a Puerto Rican. And silence. I look at the person and I'm like, wait, what? I didn't know I was supposed to be a certain color to be Puerto Rican. So, yeah, I, I knew the statement bothered me for a reason, but I never knew it was because they had a, a misconception about Puerto Ricans are supposed to be either black or dark skin or brown. I'm like, no, they, everybody in this whole world comes in different colors. You know what I mean? But yeah, that's that's a personal one. But, um, yeah, but let me uh, share uh, more microaggressions with you. But please know, this is a level 5 elephant, and I know that some of these can be triggering. I know for a fact that some of these can get under my skin, and I want to scream at the people sometimes. So, if you want to proceed with this episode, please do so. But... Here are some examples of microaggressions and again, they're going to be from all different types of, um, you know, like racially or um, like I said earlier, like insults and invalidation types of things. So let's start with some. For example, you're too pretty to be a lesbian. You. Have you ever had a real sex? I mean, since she's with the guy, she's not. She's a non-practicing bisexual. It's just a phase. So who's the man in the relationship? You don't act gay. I'm not being homophobic. You're just being too sensitive. Lord, reading these just make me want to slap the people that say this. I don't understand how they think this is okay to say. First of all, the one that you don't look or you don't act gay, how are you supposed to act gay, right? And the one that you're saying, any sentence that starts that you're too pretty to is automatically and a microaggression and it's not right. You're too pretty to be this. You're too pretty to act like this. You're too pretty to be single. You're What? All of these... No, definite no. Now to continue to some uh, racial microaggressions. So what are you? You know, asking the person their actual identity, like where they come from. Where are you from? Where, where are you really from? No, no, no. Where are you really, really from? <laughs> Have I heard that before? Um, what do your people think about that? What do your people? That's the key word here. Your people. Your name is too hard to pronounce. Can I call you Mary? For example, depending on the person's... No. Work your ass off. Like, try really hard to pronounce and get this person's name right because at the end, you wouldn't want somebody else to mispronounce your name, right? So you sit there and you learn it. Especially if it's a... Especially if it's a person that you actually want to be friends with or... Well, I believe in this case, if you do not want to know their names, you're not going to be friends with them. Obviously, since you're not even trying hard enough to know their name. But I digress. You don't act like a normal black person. Boy. What does that even mean? I mean, obviously, I know what they're saying. You know, the, the stereotypes that they probably heard in their life or etc. But how can they sit there and say this, like, it's perfectly fine? That always boggles my mind. And now to some other microaggressions. But yes, here are some microaggressions um, continuing. But this one is uh, in the n- medical field, you could say. For example, nurse, can you find me a doctor? Um, do you speak English to an Asian person or a Middle Eastern doctor they will say are there any doctors from America here which sometimes just baffles me that these people think that it is okay to say these things and I wonder why where does this stem from sometimes Um, This one deals with disability, microaggressions, Um, for example, you're so inspiring. For this one, I understand it because believe it or not, um, when you're saying this to someone, let's say in a wheelchair, or any kind of physical disability person, and then they're still thriving and doing their thing, you're actually not making them feel any better, you know, because they have to do it, you know. Uh, another is what's wrong with you you look so normal can you have children i could never date someone with a disability that one straight off the bat is like okay good for you but why do you have to say it out loud or to anybody in that in that manner at all i'm sorry but sometimes i am so baffled at at these statements i have nothing to say like there is so hard to read them because you sit here and you're like, these are real things that are happening. And I don't think we're being too sensitive on these things. Like all these microaggressions don't feel good when you're hearing them. Saying that you're to this or to that for X, Y, and Z or whatever. I don't think anybody should be felt like crap just because for example, for me, I, I didn't ask to be born quote unquote white because I am white passing okay biracial but still like I am white passing okay I, it, it doesn't matter Puerto Ricans everybody come in all different shapes and colors and it's like invalidating me of my Puerto Ricanness, basically that's how I feel when I hear that so from all the ones you've heard or other ones you know personally, how do you feel when you're hearing these comments, quote unquote, want to be passing as compliments, statements to you? How do you feel when you hear these? Share them in the comments below and let me know, because I would obviously would like to know, would like to read all of them. So, next, I will be talking about how to not overcome microaggression, but what can we do? to make things better. So if you choose to confront a microaggression, be prepared to disarm the person who committed it. One person we avoid conversations about race is that they make people defensive. Perpetrators of microaggressions typically fear being perceived or worse, revealed as racist. Explain that the conversation might be uncomfortable for them but that what they just said or did was uncomfortable for you. Invite them to sit along you in the awkwardness of their words or deeds while you get to the root of their behavior together. As per HarvardBusinessReview.org. But if you choose to defy the challenge, uh, to challenge the perpetrator, to clarify their statement or action, use a uh, probing question such as how do you How do you mean by that? Um, This gives people a chance to check themselves as they unpack what happened. And it gives you an opportunity to better gauge the perpetrator's intent. One of the greatest privilege is the freedom not to notice you have privilege. So microaggressions are often inadvertently offensive. Acknowledge that you accept their intentions to be as they stated, but reframe the conversation around the impact of the microaggression. Explain how you initially interpret it and why. If they continue to assert that they didn't mean it like that, remind them that you appreciate their willingness to clarify their intent, and hope they appreciate your willingness to clarify their impact. So, if you decide you control what this incident will mean for your for your life and your work what would you take from the interaction and what would you allow it to take from you black people as well as those with various uh, various other marginalized and intense intersectional identities are already subject to biased expectations and evaluations in the workplace life is sufficiently taxing without allowing microaggressions to bring you down let protecting your joy be your greatest and most persistent act of resistance. So, a note of advice for non-Black allies, old and new. The work of allyship is difficult. You will make mistakes and, as you learn, and you will always be learning. For anyone accused of something as microaggression or counseling someone who has been accused, here are a few notes on how to respond. Remember that intent does not sur- uh, remember that intent does not supersede impact. Seek to understand the experiences of your black peers, bosses, and employees without making them responsible for your edification. Believe your bad colleagues when they choose to share the insights. Don't get defensive or play devil's advocate. Get comfortable rethinking much of what you thought to be true about the world and your workplace except that you have likely been uh, complicit in producing inadequate. So, and this applies to everything, you know, it doesn't matter if you're black, brown, like all, it doesn't matter if you're at work, at school, this applies to your everyday life. So hopefully these uh, three steps or three um, paragraphs that I read, you know, about... Um, when to terminate, how how much you're going to invest in addressing that microaggression, if you just confront microaggression and how you're going to deal with it and how you're going to decide how this is going to affect you or how you're going to let it affect you. So basically, you know that phrase where they say, choose your battles? This is what I take from this. Like right now, is this gonna, how is this gonna impact if I address it? I sometimes feel like it depends on what it is, honestly, but I always choose, if it's a person that they never got told that they're doing something wrong, then yes, I'm gonna address it. So they could understand, hey, stop. You've done it multiple times, you keep doing it, and no one has told them anything because they, they don't know it's wrong. So, yes, in those instances, I will bring it up and I will do my part to make the person understand. But, yes, um, sometimes I hear this when I hear other people talk, like in public or things like that. And it, it, it hurts my feelings in the sense of how humanity or society has come to be that they have no regards towards anyone else's feelings or they don't even realize how they will come off and i have to sit there and wonder how did how both sides feel person saying it how did they feel when they said it did did they think they sounded stupid afterwards or or rude you know, and you know it's a battle on its own. Cause then you wonder. For me personally, I will. I I try not to do that, obviously. Cause yes, again, you're not doing it in, on purpose, but when it does come out. At least try to rectify the problem and be like, I'm sorry, that's not what I meant. And and restate your statement and and make the other person try to understand that that's literally not what you meant. But if you meant it that way, then you need some internal um, fixing. You need to work on that because you are sounding either racist, homophobic, you know, ageist, whether you meant it or not. So... These are things that we all, I believe, have to work through and work on because we all done it multiple times without realizing we are being these things and or acting this way, behaving this way, saying these things that are not compliments, that are not okay to say. And I'm pretty sure most of you would not like to be said these things to. So fearless fam, this was today's episode. Thank you for joining us. Don't worry, Chubby's Book Corner is still in. Chubby's 411 is still in. Quoticles are still in. But um, all episodes will look different. As you already know, they will all sound different. They will either have it or not have it. In this episode, I did not want to bring quotes about microaggressions in because I just felt like the examples themselves were, were enough to make you want to evaluate your life and reevaluate what you say and how you behave so yes thank you again for tuning in you know where to find us anchor apple google our listening platforms um youtube if you just want to have it on um thank you again for tuning in everybody thank you for all your comments Thank you for choosing this episode. You, you guys, Fearless Fan, were the ones that chose today's episode. And here we are. Our next episode, you guys chose it too. It was the closest one. So I'm ready for that one. It's a lot to un, uh, learn and unpack in this episode. But I am excited to share with you all. And thank you so much for tuning in. And like I always say, stay fearless, everyone.